This is EM Pulse with your hosts, Sarah Medeiros and Julia Magana. Team Steps. Welcome back to Impulse. If you work in the ED, you know what a well-run resuscitation is and is not. If you don't work in the ED, you likely know what a poorly run, chaotic resuscitation looks like from TV. (laughs) (laughs) The keys to a well-run event are communication and teamwork. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, let's hear a comparison from our colleague Lee Clary, a nurse at UC Davis. You know, we're, we're folks who work in a really busy emergency department, and so we're involved in a lot of resuscitations. Recently, I had a couple of those events that really just stuck with me for a little while. They, they happened, you know, within about a week of each other. So it was 7.30 in the morning. I was working in the pediatric resuscitation room had barely had a chance to even check the room, make sure that things were all set up well. When we learned that a pediatric 944 was coming in, that means a very critical patient coming in. So before this patient came in, we huddled. Um, And in that huddle, we all defined our roles. Everyone knew exactly what they were going to be doing. We knew who the leader of the resuscitation was. We knew who would be working on IVs. We knew who would be placing the patient on the monitor, who would be working the defibrillator, all of those things. The patient came in. This patient was under CPR. It was a child. We stayed in our roles. We continued using all of our team step strategies during this resuscitation. Uh, Everyone used situation monitoring. We all kept a good sense of what was needed and stepped in appropriately. We used patient-centered communication during the resuscitation. The attending doctor during our debrief explained that she had had a conversation with the mother and did a really masterful job of um, helping the mom understand what was really going on here. We had a debrief at the end where the entire team met in the conference room. We were able to sort of emotionally decompress and learn more about the decisions that were made during the resuscitation, talk about what went well, what didn't go well. The whole thing just felt coordinated, it felt organized, it felt calm. And unfortunately, there was a really sad outcome from this resuscitation. The mother had been able to witness the whole thing, or most of it, and at the end of the resuscitation, she came into the room and thanked everyone in the room. She said, I saw what you were doing. You all worked so hard to save my child. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. And then went over to be with her son. So I really felt like that that mother was able to have peace around her son's death because she was able to witness our teamwork and felt sure that we had done everything that we could have done. So one day I was working sort of in a triage area of our emergency department. Our department was really inundated with a lot of sick patients at one time, so I got pulled away from there to go and help with a resuscitation that was happening in one of our pods. Um, This resuscitation ended up feeling really kind of disorganized and chaotic. 
Um, and in looking back, we really missed a lot of opportunities to use our, our team steps tools. There were a lot of barriers to good teamwork and communication, but I'm not sure we did a great job of overcoming them. This was a patient who was under CPR. During the course of the resuscitation, our team changed. It completely turned over, actually more than once. The whole physician team changed. It went from the ER team to the um, MICU team. There was no real discussion that that team was changing, so people were confused about who was running this code. Some conflict arose because the MICU team was not aware of our practices in the ER and we had a difficult time explaining our protocols and why we couldn't do things the way that they were expecting them to be done. You know, due to COVID, the patient's husband was not able to be present, so we weren't able to provide that sort of patient and family-centered care and fill the, the husband in on everything that was going on. And in the end, this patient did survive this resuscitation, but in the end, I think we, we all felt like we could have been so much more coordinated. We, we could have used our Team Steps tools and strategies so much better. And I think we all would have walked away feeling a lot more satisfied. Lee is a champion for the Team Steps program, which we're going to talk about today. I actually first heard about that situation from the attending physician, a friend of mine. Not surprising to me, she was the strong leader and communicator, but even she was surprised to have the family thank her. Right. That case sounds like a smooth resuscitation, a challenge, but everybody rose to the challenge. Whereas the other story is what my nightmares consist of, a challenging patient and competing chaos monsters. <laughs> Clearly that last case had intrinsic challenges that couldn't be avoided, but the communication and team dynamic challenges could have been avoided. And that's what Team Steps is all about. Right. In emergency settings, we experience so many communication challenges like distractions, heavy workloads, fatigue, varying communication styles, lack of information verification, noise, and technology failures, just to name a few. Yeah, and some of the barriers to really working as a team are inconsistency in who is on your team this shift, or even frankly at this moment, hierarchy, lack of coordination or follow-up, fatigue, lack of role clarity, and yet again, distractions, fatigue, and workload. And those barriers is what Team Steps strives to help mitigate. Now, you may be asking, what the heck is Team Steps? Well, stay tuned, and we're going to talk with two Team Steps champions. And if you already know what it is because you have team steps at your institution, stay tuned because our team came up with some novel ways to apply the program and how they keep the magic going. I had the chance to talk with two team steps champions, Dr. David Barnes, professor of emergency medicine, our residency program director at UC Davis, medical co-director for the Department of UC Davis Emergency Medicine, and team steps physician champion. I also spoke with Lee Clary. She is a registered nurse at UC Davis and a Team Steps leader. I am so glad to have you here. I've been wanting, ever since I took the Team Steps class, I've been envisioning this day. But let's start off and tell our listeners, what is Team Steps? Why am I so excited to talk with you guys today? 
Team Steps is an acronym that represents a, uh, a curriculum and a, an idea. Team Steps stands for Team Strategies and Tools to Enhance Performance and Patient Safety. The concept is that uh, by focusing on communication and teamwork, clinical teams comprised of all sorts of folks, physicians, nurses, uh, social workers, uh, ED techs, and, and other uh, allied health professionals, uh, by focusing on those two important concepts, uh, we can actually make patient care better and safer. Why did you start this? And why did you get involved with this at UC Davis? You know, we take feedback uh, very seriously, whether it's from patients or whether it's from our own staff. And I think uh, any of your listeners are familiar with Press Ganey. They may have their own institutional surveys geared towards uh, staff feedback and engagement. And over the course of a few years, we had seen some negative trends in, in those surveys, not just from patients and in, in how they experienced care in the emergency department, but also from the staff and what they felt or how they were interpreting the safety of the patient care environment. And we took notice and we thought, hmm, those are trends that we can't ignore. And it turns out that when we dug a little deeper, that what seemed to be the root causes were related to teamwork and communication. And it just so happened that a few of us had heard about Team Steps and we put the pieces together and here we are. So this sounds like this is a kind of prepackaged national program that can be instituted at your institution. Is that fair to say? So a little bit of background. This program was started by the Department of Defense back in 1995. At that time, it was called MedTeams. It was really the, the, the pilot uh, initiative for what would become Team Steps. It was predicated on literature that had shown teamwork and communication could actually improve patient safety and patient care outcomes. Over the next few years, based on some things like the uh, Teeris Human report that came out from the Institute of Medicine in 1999, the development of the National Patient Safety Goals from the Joint Commission, the MedTeams idea and concept morphed into what we now know as Team Steps. The Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, AHRQ, adopted the program and developed it for public consumption uh, around 2005 or 2006. It's undergone a, a couple of iterations since that time. There is a package, if you will, that you can plug and play in any type of institution. We actually chose a, a different approach. We here at UC Davis, we're part of a California hospital initiative comprised of uh, maybe eight or nine hospitals in Northern and Central California that came together with one of the Team Steps instructors uh, to explore what the Team Steps model could bring to our respective institutions. And we decided that, hey, this is a great platform, but you know, could we customize it to make it unique to the UC Davis culture and environment? And so that's what we did. We developed a core team that was comprised of physicians and nurses. We kind of tore the, the framework down a little bit to its, you know, its, its most essential components and built it back up to what we thought was most applicable and important for the UC Davis Emergency Department. Okay, so to summarize, Team Steps is a free online toolkit from the AHRQ. This is a curriculum you can watch online as a team or do what David and Lee did and adapt it for your institution and incorporate into your medical team. 
The five key principles are team structure, communication, leadership, situation monitoring, and mutual support. You can see a link in our show notes to learn more about the program. We came up with scenarios that more closely resemble the way that we work in our emergency department. So within the class, we have these scenarios, and a lot of them are, are actual scenarios. And so we're able to kind of go through those and look at how Team Steps tools could have changed the outcomes or, or made things more coordinated. So you get these concepts, you send a couple of people off to learn about Team Steps, and you modify it for UC Davis. How do you actually institute this concept at UC Davis? Well, we have had trainings for all of our staff that started in 2018, and we have invited many different disciplines. Um, so all nursing staff, our ER techs, our unit coordinators, our um, physicians, pharmacists have been invited, social workers have been invited. Not everyone has been able to come. But we had a really multidisciplinary approach where we had these classes, we practiced these scenarios after learning the concepts. So after about two and a half years, we got most of our staff trained. And so now we're doing ongoing trainings for people who are onboarding to our department. That's amazing. And David, as ClinOps leader here, it's challenging to get that many people to actually attend a class. And this, if I remember correctly, this class was a full day session, right? Or a big chunk of the day. How do you incentivize? How do you get everybody to actually attend these classes? Yeah, you know, that was the hard part. Actually, the hardest part was probably uh, developing the unique curriculum for, for our emergency department. And then we were faced with what seemed like an insurmountable challenge of rolling that out to a department uh, at the time that had over 450 employees. And so it seemed like a, a logistical nightmare. From my perspective as the residency training director, it was actually quite easy to get the residents involved. I could just say, hey, you have to be here. You know, it's part of your training. The faculty incentivization was a little bit more challenging. And I have to give credit to our chair, Nate Cooperman, who was very supportive of this concept from the start, it was challenging to uh, to schedule those folks. You know, you realize when when a physician comes off duty, or or isn't working in the ED, or you know, in our world, academic physicians taking time away from a grant or a lecture or or, or something else in their academic pursuit, it's a zero sum trade off, right? You know, you're giving up one thing to do another. And uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that, uh, that Nate was supportive of that. Um, he gave the physicians the time. So basically, instead of working a shift that month, they came to the Team Steps class, uh, which was fantastic. That was, I think, critical and instrumental for um, improving engagement. I think that's amazing and absolutely critical is that buy-in from higher, from the top down <laughs> to be able to say this is important for us as a department and for us as a team, you have to be able to have these skills. We want you to have these skills and we're going to support you in being able to get those skills. I think that's huge. Absolutely. It was the same for the nursing staff and with our mental health workers, techs, husks. Um, it's a mandatory class for all of us as well. And, you know, we have a lot of mandatory classes and we sometimes feel overwhelmed and just burdened with all of those. But with this one, I actually would have people come into the class and they say, yeah, I heard this is actually a pretty good one. And, you know, people were pretty excited to take it. 
That's awesome. That's a good thing. So tell us about some of these tools and what you taught in the class. What are some of these principles of team steps? Well, we um, narrowed it down to 10 tools, and actually most of them are things that we're always doing all of the time. This is just sort of a way to put a framework to it and kind of get us using consistent language and things like that. Um, You know, so something that everyone's really familiar with is a huddle. So huddle is a team steps tool. And, you know, thinking back to those two scenarios that we talked about earlier, in the scenario that left everyone feeling really good, we huddled at the beginning of that. We we defined all of our roles, exactly what everyone was going to be doing. And then in the um, the one that left everyone feeling a little less satisfied, we didn't take the time to do that huddle. So everything just ended up feeling a lot more sort of chaotic. There's also debriefs. That is um, when you come together after an event to sort of talk about what went well or where there were opportunities for improvement. Closed-loop communication is another common one. That's where um, a sender um, initiates a message, and then the receiver uh, verifies that they got that message, and then the sender verifies that, yes, you received that message correctly. Another one is SBAR. This is one that nurses are really familiar with, but some physicians don't really get training on this. So this is when you go and you give information about a scenario or a patient And you do it in a really organized fashion. You give the situation, you give the background, the assessment on what's happening, and your recommendation. You give it in a concise and clear way. There are many tools that are officially part of Team Steps. Lee mentioned a few. Many of us are familiar with a huddle. Team Steps calls it a brief. This is where you get together ahead of time and ask questions like, who is on the team and what are our roles or responsibilities? What do we know about the patient coming in? What is our plan of care? We do this before a code or a major event, but you can also do it at the beginning of the shift. If you work in a big place, just having people state their names and roles is huge. Just do it. Even if you have 30 seconds to do it, it makes a big difference. A debrief is when the team assembles after the fact and reflects with questions like, was communication clear? Were roles and responsibilities understood? Were errors made or avoided? And what went well and what could improve? Situation monitoring, according to the Team Steps website, is the process of continually scanning and assessing a situation to gain and maintain an understanding of what's going on around you. I know there are times when I look up from placing a line or doing an airway, and I'm surprised at what has transpired. It's important to intentionally take a moment to be aware of the big picture when you're in a stressful moment. Or, for example, if you're a nurse in the pod and you have a break in the pace and your colleague is drowning, offer to lend a hand. This takes me to task assistance. This is key for building a strong team. It's all about creating a culture where it is expected that assistance will be actively sought and offered. You are not stronger or better because you do it all. I love this one. Closed-loop communication, or check-back in team steps, is when you say something, the other person reflects that message back, and the first person affirms the message was correct. For example, the doctor might say, give one liter normal saline IV over 30 minutes. The nurse then says, okay, I'll give one liter normal saline IV over 30 minutes. The doctor then says, that's correct. These sound like basic principles of teams and communication, but they are so easy to forget when we are inundated or it is not foremost in our minds. 
it sounds like you're really suggesting a intentional pre-planning with the huddle and then a post-debrief, let's talk about it and learn from it. These are our things that we've used in emergency medicine for a long time, but Team Steps just allows you to be much more intentional with that and have that from the beginning. Is that fair to say with those two? Definitely. And uh, closed loop communication, you know, we talk about this in ATLS and PALS and all of these trainings that we have to maintain. But I have loved since Team Steps has been instituted that there's a lot more of that. And I find myself asking for it even more frequently. It's just another reminder of the importance of that, because that to me is such a key piece of reducing those errors. David, what's your favorite tool or something new that you learned in this Team Steps process? My favorite so far, I think, um, is one that I didn't anticipate to be my favorite. But uh, as you were just uh, eloquently discussing uh, about closed loop communication, how important that is to what we do, I find that as I've reflected on uh, my own practice uh, and my own attitudes uh, when I'm on shift, I find that I am deliberately trying to do that. And just this, you know, this mindset of the thought doesn't stop with you, that you actually need to share that thought and and close the communication loop with your colleagues is absolutely critical. And that's, I think, been the most uh, practice changing for me. And it's, it's my favorite tool. What did everybody else love about their tools? What was the favorite tool that you guys found? When we voted on uh, favorite tools at the end of each class, the tool that got the most votes was usually cuss words. So cuss words are strong words that are used to sort of catch everyone's attention. You are to stop the line if you hear any of these cuss words. And the cuss words are, I am concerned, I am uncomfortable, or this is not safe. So if anyone hears those words after taking this class, they know to stop what you're doing and listen to what that person has to say. One of the things that really struck me about Team Steps is the team component of Team Steps, right? Like in emergency medicine, we do a really great job of being a team in general, right? And one of the things that you guys emphasized is empowering everyone to be able to give feedback to each other and to be able to voice their concerns and be able to be that voice standing up for what's right and for the patient in the middle of a stressful situation. And I loved that. Tell me how you guys encouraged that component of the teamwork. I think we really tried to emphasize that we are all part of the same team, all working toward the same goal, which is uh, effective and safe patient care. Um, We try to eliminate the idea of a hierarchy. So no matter who you are, if you feel like there's a safety issue or something that people need to know, you are empowered. You are expected to speak out. So if you're a mental health worker and you look up at the monitor and you see that the oxygen saturation is low, you don't think, well, I'm just a mental health worker. I'm not sure if that's right or not. You voice your concern. Whether you're right or wrong about it, everyone is going to listen to you because we're all playing for the same team and we all have the same goal in mind. You know, I think what made our approach effective is that we actually called out the problems with hierarchical thinking. Um, You know, much like the successes of the aviation industry, 
uh, in the 80s and 90s after a series of, of, of devastating and catastrophic air crashes, they adopted something called crew resource management that infiltrated uh, other parts of the, the healthcare industry, namely anesthesia. And, and the, 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 the behavior in that is that, um, yes, there is a, a, a designated leader, but the hierarchical structure tends to suppress ideas and groupthink. Uh, as opposed to the team steps idea and and crew resource management that values the expertise, experience, and observations of every one of its team members. And so, like Lee was saying, everyone has both the right and the responsibility to actually contribute and to speak up when they see something working or when they see something that isn't working. And by modeling that, by calling it out, by studying it, and actually using some of our examples in the class I find that that actually hit home with all of our team members who who went through the training. So it sounds like you were studying some of the outcomes. What outcomes have you found with this training? We've looked at a few different outcomes. The original planning phase of, of this started in 2018. We implemented the initial phase of the training in 2019 uh, and 2020. And we had a, a little intervening problem called COVID uh, that interrupted a lot of our uh, momentum. But we were able to get some important outcomes. Uh, over the first uh, few months and classes, we measured engagement by the staff and just their overall satisfaction with the idea of going through the Team Steps course. And, and that, those numbers were, were extremely high, indicating very high levels of engagement and satisfaction on the order of uh, 90% uh, supporting or, or highly supporting implementing this across the department. As we went through the next few months to a year, we were actually able to get some more granular data that I think is illustrative of how successful this has been. So going back to uh, 2018, looking at our Prescani patient safety culture survey that's administered to all the staff who work in the ED, we see positive trends in um, every indicator that we looked at, how well the unit works together, um, how freely employees feel about speaking up about safety issues without any threat or concern for punishment, and employees making effort to administer error-free care. In other words, a focus on patient safety. Every one of those indicators went up year over year since we started Team Steps. What are some of the challenges that you guys ran into and how did you overcome them? One of the challenges was just the sort of interdisciplinary nature of this, the logistical planning of getting doctors, nurses, techs, mental health workers uh, registrars, everybody together in one classroom at a time just proved to be really challenging. And in fact, like I mentioned, some of the people were never able to to make it. Another issue that we have is just cultural inertia. I think this is probably an issue in most every uh, department anywhere in any hospital in America. You know, we have sort of our way of doing things, and it can be hard to to bring in new concepts and really integrate them into the unit just because of, yeah, that cultural inertia. One of the challenges that I've run into in the past instituting new programs is continually improving and implementing as new people come on board and reminding people about these principles. How do you guys do that? How do you keep this in everybody's forethought. Yeah, for that, I, I give 
110% of the credit to Lee. She's been fantastic uh, about signage in the department, uh, about email reminders. There have been in situ reminders by our che- Team Steps champions that actually go around the department and, and witness patient care encounters and, and team member encounters. Uh, they take the opportunity to remind people about the Team Steps tools and the Team Steps concepts. They give them examples of how they may improve, but they also call them out on jobs well done. And we have this really cool uh, thing right now that, that Lee and, and the nursing team came up with. It's basically, it's, it's gamification. And everyone who's been through Team Steps is assigned to a different team. I think we have six or seven teams now. So any, any team whose member gets called out for doing something great for actually using one of the Team Steps tools. Um, you, you get to, you know, you snap the QR code and you, and you, you give them a shout out and then we accumulate points. And at the end of every month, uh, we have a, a winner and we get, we get swag. It's really cool. So it's a constant reminder, but it's also positive reinforcement, uh, along the way. That's awesome. Guys, where do we go from here? What are the next steps with team steps? For the next steps, I think from the physician side, my vision as the residency director is that this becomes just part of resident development. It's part of their professional training. This is knowledge and these are skills and these are attitudes that our residents will hopefully build into their clinical practice as they become independent emergency physicians. Uh, And it will imbue them with a lifelong skill set that they will take after they leave UC Davis. So what I'm hoping to do over the next year is to implement this as a standing orientation session so that our brand new interns go through this training uh, in, you know, week one or week two, so that they're coming in with behavior models and a skill set that they can apply day one in the hospital. We we'll also uh, have active plans to integrate this into our high fidelity simulation training, where we take cases that really went well and model them so we can remember them, or that we can break down cases that didn't go so well, deconstruct them, and find opportunities to improve and avoid those types of uh, mistakes and failures in the future. Lee, from your standpoint, what are the next steps with Team Steps? Well, we're going to continue our game. It started in June, and like I said, 12 months, one for each tool. So we will complete the game sometime next year. Um, We're going to continue providing the class for all new onboarding, nursing staff, mental health workers, techs, and uh, unit coordinators. We will continue recruiting Team Steps champions. So, yeah, this is, this is ongoing um, forever in our department, as far as we know. Pulse check. Team Steps is a curriculum designed for healthcare professionals that emphasizes good communication and teamwork. This toolkit is evidence-based and available for free from the AHRQ. The toolkit is meant for multidisciplinary teams to work better together by really integrating tools like the Huddle, Debrief, SBAR, or CussWords. This system, when applied appropriately, can appro- this system, when applied appropriately, can improve your team's communication and ability to work together, and most importantly, can improve patient safety. If this resonates with you and you want to talk with David or Lee about implementation, they offer to talk with our listeners. So. Message us at EM Pulse Podcast and we will get you in touch with them. And share with us on at EM Pulse Podcast if you use Team Steps. And if so, what's your favorite tool? 
And if you appreciate this discussion, like us on iTunes and tell your colleagues about the podcast. This helps us out a lot. Thank you to OM Audio Productions for not using any cuss words at us. (laughs) And thank you to our department for prioritizing patient safety, communication, and teamwork. See you all next time. Bye.